Okay, just announced within the last hour, booster shots will be available for those 50 and over here in the province of Ontario as of December 13th. For some reaction, here's the president of the OMA, the Ontario Medical Association, Dr. Adam Kassam, joins us now here on Global News Radio. Dr. Kassam, good afternoon. Nice to have you with us as always. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, Dr. Kieran Moore didn't mention Omicron specifically when he talked about increasing eligibility uh, for boosters. Uh, is this third shot, the, this booster, is it a tool to battle this new variant, or was it just time for uh, boosters generally, do you think? So I think it's a little too early to tell whether or not uh, the, the boosters or, frankly, the vaccines are going to be extremely effective against Omicron. I think the science is still underway. We're optimistic that it's still going to provide robust enough protection uh, to prevent severe illness. Obviously, we still need to look at the data, and then we know that there's a rush to be able to do that around the world. Uh, I think Dr. Moore... Uh, during his press conference, talked a little bit about this, but the importance of being able to extend uh, eligibility for folks over the age of 50 is very, certainly welcome news. I know that I'm going to be telling my parents to be going to get the, uh, their booster shots as soon as they can, and so we're hoping that the rest of Ontarians who fall within this age category can also do the same. Okay, so why now? Why now for the boosters? Well, I think that as we are thinking about uh, the winter time, as people gather indoors, as we're still dealing with the Delta, which is which represents 99.9% of all of the um, uh, the cases right now in Ontario, we know that these vaccines are extremely effective uh, against uh, the Delta variant, and so we know that we're going to start seeing a potential rise in cases. We want people to be protected. We also know that uh, vulnerable patients have been being have been receiving their third doses. For some time now. So at the rehab facility that I work, I know that we've been boosting uh, vulnerable patient populations um, for, for, for a little bit now. And so this extra layer of protection, we believe, is the best way forward. It's the best way to protect themselves, um, uh, ourselves, as well as our, 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 our loved ones. And we're going to continue to advocate for everyone who is eligible to go and get one. Okay, I hear you. I understand what you're saying, but is it also good policy to give out boosters now when we don't know whether or not these boosters and the current vaccines we have are effective against the new variant, effective against uh, Omicron? I mean, is there any, I don't know, sense in waiting at least just a little longer to find out a little more about this new variant? That's a good question, Jeff. I think that since we don't have that data and, and the fact that we have had some degradation of efficacy over the past uh, little while, especially with uh, folks who've had um, greater than six months uh, from their from their second dose uh, of this batch of vaccine. Uh, we know that that's going to be the important step right now. We know that Delta, once again, is the, is the predominant strain here in Ontario. We're focused on that. As we start to shift, depending on how things evolve with the variant, I think public health officials will make a decision about the next type of vaccine if required. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but as far as we, we're concerned right now, we're focused on Delta. We're focused on trying to get vulnerable uh, patients uh, vaccinated. We're, 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 we're entertaining uh, this rollout for kids between the ages of 5 and 11, which has been going swimmingly so far. So we're going to continue focusing on those efforts. Yeah, Dr. Kassam, can you give us a little clarity, perhaps, or I think there might be some confusion when it comes to these boosters and the uh, third shot, just to how long after your second shot you should be getting a booster. If you're 50 or over, you're eligible as of December 13th. But uh, having said that, if you just had your second shot and got to what was considered fully vaxxed, uh, you know, in the last month or two, should you be waiting a little longer? 
Well, so right now I believe the guidance is uh, at least six months after your second shot. So for folks who've had it maybe in the summertime or before then, uh, that's sort of the interval that we're looking at. I know, for example, healthcare workers, myself included, who had uh, a, ver- a variable amount of time between their first and second doses, but however, majority of whom were, were, were prior to six months ago, uh, that's sort of the window that we expect um, this booster to, to be working in. Also announced this afternoon, Johnson & Johnson will be available here in the province. This is the uh, one-dose vaccine. What can you tell us about Johnson & Johnson? Well, so the J&J vaccine, of course, um, is, as you were describing, is a one-shot uh, vaccine. Uh, it's typically the reason why it was uh, released for eligibility right now is uh, for those who perhaps uh, had a, an allergic reaction to the mRNA vaccine or for some of the patients who've experienced myocarditis or pericarditis, this would be another avenue as far as vaccines were concerned in order to get that extra level of protection. Dr. Moore also announced uh, that p- perhaps the, one of the reasons why where this may be useful is are, so, are for folks who may not like getting jabbed twice. And so uh, this provides another uh, example or an opportunity to get vaccinated, uh, perhaps with a little bit more ease. All right. Uh, why the staggered or the phased-in approach when it comes to uh, booster shots? Is it just a question of supply? Because we've heard uh, reports that uh, we're actually kind of flush with supply of a vaccine here in the province of Ontario now. So why just 50-plus uh, as of December 13th? And we're also hearing, by the way, that it'll be uh, next month, sometime early in the new year, that eligibility will be once again expanded. Now, we don't know if that's 40-plus, 30-plus, but... Uh, is it just a question of supply? Is that why we're kind of staggering things? I think there are a number of factors. Obviously, we're starting to expand for uh, the kids aged between 5 and 11. So I think the, one of the largest concerns here is uh, the health human resource capacity to be able to vaccinate. We're also, uh, we're also starting to, to vaccinate people against the flu and so influenza this, uh, this time around, uh, this time of year. And so I think there's, a, there's this understanding that both uh, on the primary care level, pediatricians, pharmacies, uh, mass vaccination centers, there are some uh, some challenges with uh, with health human resources. And so that, to my understanding, is the main limiting factor. But I do know that given the fact that we have had a significant uptake in, in the vaccine, I think Dr. Moore talked about 90% for first doses and 87% for second doses, which, Jeff, is an amazing number. And kudos to the people of Ontario for rolling up their sleeves, because this is a, an amazing number and probably a world leader um, anywhere on the globe. Uh, but th- these are part of the, 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 the challenges with, with vaccinating mass groups of people, which is sort of the health human resource crunch. Glad you mentioned that, because that was my very next question, was the vaccination rate that Dr. Moore did mention. And uh, fantastic uh, numbers. And is that really, do you think, Doctor, our best protection uh, moving forward uh, when it comes to the pandemic? And, of course, uh, this uh, new variant that we're so uh, concerned about is the fact that uh, we do have these fantastic vaccination rates. No question. I think Ontario, uh, Canada have been world leaders and people have uh, far and away uh, listened to the public health advice. They've listened to the experts. They've rolled up their sleeves. They're going to continue to do that. And and so when you look around the world, Jeff, at places that don't have very good vaccination numbers, whether it's because of vaccine equity or for simple, simply uh, that for other reasons, uh, they're having challenges with um, with having to to go back into lockdown or to have restrictions, namely, I think, of places like Austria and Germany, so Western European nations that have have the supply, have the robust supply to vaccinate their, their communities, but unfortunately haven't had uh, as much success as, as Canada has. And so I think that is something that we need to continue to focus on, drill, uh, drill down on, and ultimately advocate and educate uh, the public to continue doing. 
All right. Just finally, Dr. Moore also mentioned there's five confirmed cases of Omicron in Ontario, and he also added with more to come. And of course, uh, the government health officials will be closely monitoring the situation. Just how concerned are you about this uh, new variant? I think there is concern. I think that we see this around the world where uh, there appears to be a higher level of transmissibility. So the, vac- the, the virus moving from person to person. We know that this is um, uh, going to be surveilled by public health leaders, experts, uh, and jurisdiction le- leaders around the world right now. We know um, that uh, there is some suspicion about uh, the, the efficacy of the vaccine. And so all of these things uh, do pose a little bit of a challenge. What we know, however, is that we've risen to the challenge before. We've gotten the vaccine. We've been able to do this for the past 20 months. We don't want to have to do it again. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that's coming together collectively as a society and as a Canadian community. Uh, that's really going to be our, our recipe for success. All right, doctor, always appreciate your time. Good of you to join us here on this Thursday. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. Be well. You too. Dr. Adam Kassam, president of the Ontario Medical Association. And that does it for our time here on this Thursday. Thanks as always for yours. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Have a great rest of the afternoon. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 on the morning show on Global Television. And in the meantime, keep it right here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.